Welcome to Before the Business, a podcast dedicated to telling the origin stories of entrepreneurs. My name is Craig Swiston. In 2018, Belinda Aramidi was a successful sales account executive, but being a cog in a corporate machine was weighing on her. She might have been happy, but she was not fulfilled. A short time later, Belinda launched Claim Your Space. At the core, she helps executives and entrepreneurs confidently take up space in their industry, ensuring that their unique expertise is presented to the clients they deserve. Please join me in welcoming Belinda Aramidi. Hi, Belinda. Thanks for doing this today. When we first met in 2018, the sales executive career was your nine to five, and you told me you were working on a five to nine. Tell me how Claim Your Space evolved from being your five to nine to your new nine to five regular business. How it became my nine to five is I came to a realization that I was being insubordinate in the role I was in. So a little bit about me, I have uh, just over 10 years of executive sales experience working in corporations, um, predominantly in a tech background, most recently at a digital marketing agency selling to enterprise customers, SEO and, um, and social media ads, PPC, pay-per-click ads. And I just didn't like the way that they wanted me to sell. And so I gave them a lot of pushback and it just got to a point where I'm just like, you know what, to hell with this. I'm going to go and start a consulting company where people pay me to disagree with them. So I guess that was your, I'm mad as hell and not going to take it anymore moment. Can you walk me through what happened or was there a series of events that led up to that decision? Yeah. So one day I walked into the office and I sat down. And one of my colleagues, so we had kind of like silos, you know, most, a lot of offices can be that way. And so someone on the SEO team, they walked over to my desk and they're like, oh my gosh, Belinda, every time I go onto LinkedIn, I see your face. And I was mortified. (laughs) I was like, oh my gosh, you actually can see what I do on the internet because I'm, I'm no stranger to being on the internet. I've had YouTube channels, Instagram, like I've always been fascinated with digital marketing. And so, you know, when I got over the fact that I wanted to sink into the floor, you know, I just thought to myself, I'm like, this seems like something really powerful, a really powerful tool. So just to be clear, we're talking about LinkedIn and that's really the cornerstone of some of the work that you're doing through Claim Your Space is on LinkedIn. How did you start with that platform? So I've been on LinkedIn since 2009. I actually ended up deleting it altogether, I think in 2011, because I thought this is a waste of time. I don't need this. And so, you know, at the end of the 2017, I was looking to get back into the workforce after taking about 18 months off after having our third child. I only went back onto LinkedIn because I was really frustrated with the applicant tracking systems. My resume kept getting spit out because I had a gap in, in my work experience. And so I went on LinkedIn just to find more jobs to apply to. And I saw that it was this ecosystem of people speaking and having conversations. It wasn't the boring, bland place I'd left it. After my colleague came up to me and said, oh my gosh, every time I go onto LinkedIn, I always see your face. I realized maybe I should be using this platform as a way to connect with my potential buyer. So your first step into entrepreneurialism was not Claim Your Space. It was a separate business called SalesFluence, which you continue to run today. Can you describe that point of origin and what SalesFluence was and has become? I wanted people I wanted people to pay me to disagree with them. That's essentially the philosophy. I wanted them to be like, Belinda, our sales process is broken. Come in with your expertise and help us fix our sales process. 
and help us leverage LinkedIn as a way to do that. Because I know that people hate answering their phone and it's someone who's cold calling them. Now what Salesforce has evolved into is the side of the business where I'm helping executives with their executive presence and personal branding on LinkedIn and beyond. So how did Salesfluence influence the creation of Claim Your Space? So an interesting thing happened where people were coming to me for LinkedIn help. They're like, Belinda, help me revamp my presence on LinkedIn. I want to turn my connections into clients. That's one of my, one of my taglines. So we'd go in, we'd be focusing on the LinkedIn stuff. But then we'd naturally start talking about, well, what's going on in the business, right? And so what would happen is we'd revamp everything that's going on in LinkedIn, but it what kept getting woven into things and into our conversations was fundamentally what is going on with the business. Because I can give you the tactics, I can give you the strategies, but if the business is flawed somewhere, or if you haven't given yourself permission to claim your space within your industry, then all of the stuff that we were doing on LinkedIn wasn't going to work. So you've essentially created both businesses to serve the needs of a different and unique audience. It's one of those things where they are two separate entities. And now with the evolution of them, they really do speak to two very completely different audiences. And But before you figured this out, you were still working at a full-time job. Um, you know, you weren't happy, but you decided to leap into this world of entrepreneurialism. Tell me what that was like for you making that, making that leap, that leap of faith. I had always wanted to be someone and I always enjoyed helping people, applying my sales skills to their creative skills. And so really it was something that was always kind of percolating in the background, but I never really had the balls and the gusto to really put it at the forefront and say, okay, this is something that I'm going to give a legitimate chance. I'm going to put all the cards on the table and make a serious go of this. What was holding you back? Oh, no one's ever asked me that before. I think what held me back is why now the company is named, you know, doing business as Claim Your Space. It's a switch where you have to give yourself permission to take up space within your industry and say that you deserve to be there, right? And it's kind of like, if I can use an analogy, when Starbucks is ready to open up a store, they rent the space or they lease the space. They put up the sign and they say, we're here. They let everyone know that they're in the neighborhood. And I think so many times small business owners don't do that where they're afraid of making too much noise or what if I make a bunch of noise, but I fail, you know, or I can't get any, any business. And a lot of times that thinking creates this self-fulfilling prophecy that this playing small and not claiming space and not, not saying this is my seat at the table and I'm here and I've earned the right to be here. That's what ends up getting in the way of people and business owners and organizations growing and having the impact that they're truly meant to give because people don't claim their space. And it wasn't until I had some coaching myself where it helped me give myself permission to stick my neck out and say, yeah, actually, I can do that. But that leaves you even more vulnerable because your business is really around you, your intellectual capital and your ability to interact and, and help people. Absolutely. That was the biggest thing for me because 
I had always had a company and a marketing team, which I always appreciated (laughs) in all my selling arrogance. I always appreciated having a team behind me. And now it was just me, right? And that was terrifying. But you made it through those tough days and now you've got a number of clients that you're working with. What makes an ideal client for you? Yeah. So on the claim your space side, my clients look like people who are making, let's say anywhere from 20 to let's say $150,000 a year um, from like the take home portion of their business. So I've worked with business owners who have like a business partner and employees and they're netting somewhere, you know, just a little bit less than $150,000 a year. They're looking to on the higher end, they're looking to evolve their business or maybe pivot. They're like, okay, I've done all these things. I've created a successful business, but the business I've now created is not what it is that I want. I need to change. On the lower end, it's, I need to make this business sustainable. So the type of business owners that work really well with me have proven expertise. There's a kink in the chain, so to speak. And so I help to straighten out the kink Because if you have the expertise, there's no reason that you shouldn't be successful in business unless the systems and the processes that you're using aren't working for you or you just decide, you know what, entrepreneurship just isn't for me. I'd rather give up the headache and let somebody else deal with it and just collect a paycheck. So how are you finding your clients? Or maybe let me rephrase, how are your clients finding you? Yeah, I think that is more accurate how people are finding me. Um, So really, it's in using my presence on social media to share a story, my story, my journey, what my clients go through, what it is that we work through. Because so often, especially as a service provider, it doesn't matter what service you're providing, and it doesn't matter whether you're dealing with enterprise customers, as I do on the sales fluent side with executives, or you're dealing with you know, an individual who is barely making, you know, a couple grand a month. Stories help people feel more comfortable that you can solve their problems. So Professor uh, Clayton Christensen, he was a Harvard Business uh, School professor. And he talked about the fact that people don't buy things because they're archetypes, you know, or I don't buy things because I'm a mom of three. I buy things because I have a job that needs to be done. And so in sharing stories of my, what I've gone through in business, because I'm a business coach, what my clients have gone through, what I'm helping them troubleshoot through, it helps other people see that I'm able to do the job that they have. And maybe the job is systems and processes within their business. Maybe the job is my sales process is broken and I don't know how to fix it. Maybe the job is my personal brand is not is non-existent, but I'm not going to do dancing videos on TikTok, so please don't ask me to do that. So how do you help guide the entrepreneur through that storytelling process? So when it comes to content and brand building, there is something that I've said for the last couple of years, and it's that the glory is in your story. So when you know, we were in the 90s and it was all about daytime talk shows. That was the medium that people used in order to tell their compelling stories, right? I remember there's so many stories and so many people where I learned their story thanks to Oprah. And so where I think people often go wrong and where I teach people, whether it's in an or- someone who works at an organization, an executive, or an individual, you know, entrepreneur, is that the glory comes from the story. So it's sitting back and thinking, okay, what are some of the stories 
that I have, the things that I've gone through that I can share in content. And if it might be that it's on TikTok doing dance videos, that's your medium. It might be on YouTube where you're doing videos. It might be on a podcast, but it's people are consuming content. So it's the onus is on you to share your story in a medium and on a platform where your ideal customer can listen to your story, resonate with your story, and then it helps to build your brand so that when they're ready to buy, they remember you. So is a lot of your work done to teach people how to tell stories through social channels? Yes. So what it is that I teach and how it is that we work together is platform agnostic. It'll work wherever it is that you go. It's up to you to decide what's the best platform to share your message. It's just like business fundamentals. You know, two plus two is four, whether you're counting bananas, apples, or cars. It's about understanding the fundamentals and getting that story right. Because whether you're sending out an email newsletter, that the fundamentals of how you're delivering that message is going to be the same as if you're writing a post on LinkedIn, if you're doing a TikTok video, or you're recording a longer length video for YouTube or even a podcast episode. So knowing how to really funnel your message in a way that that is impactful is what I'm doing when I'm working with clients. But you practice what you preach. You have your own podcast, the Claim Your Space podcast, where you're sharing a lot of your tips and tricks and inspirations and insights with anybody who chooses to listen. How has that podcast and the sharing of your story helped you build your business? Yes. So on my podcast, the Claim Your Space podcast, as well as over on LinkedIn, a little bit on Instagram, and but definitely um, in my weekly newsletter, I really am proud of what I send out each week. What's really interesting is in creating content and really choosing to share what it is that I know and not backing away from it or shying away from it um, has built my confidence. And as I become more confident, my business grows. And I think that is really fascinating. And it's not something that I would have expected from producing content as regularly as I have over the years, um, is the thing that's helped my business is the confidence that I've gained because I keep sharing the knowledge that I have and I'm connecting with people and they help to reinforce that what it is that I'm saying, it matters, it has impact, it's helpful, and that people are really growing because of it. Well, Belinda, you've done a great job telling your own story and I know your clients are grateful for the work you're doing, helping them tell theirs. Thank you so much for your time today. If you like listening to the origin stories of entrepreneurs, please continue to rate, review, and share the podcast with your family and friends. For more origin stories, check out the full collection at beforethebusiness.com.